There are many stereotypes in our society. Some are relatively benign, while others can genuinely harm groups as well as individuals. Stereotypes based on a person's sex, whether they were born male or female, continue to permeate our communities, schools, and jobs. New research published in the journal Psychological Science examined one such stereotype, people's opinions toward those who engage in casual sex. Even though there's been marked progress in gender equality over the past several decades, opinions on women, casual sex, and self-esteem still suffer from entrenched and false stereotypes. This is Charles Blue with the Association for Psychological Science, and you're listening to Under the Cortex. To tell us more about this research, I have with me Jamie Arona Krems. Hi, I'm Jamie Arona Krems, an assistant professor in the Oklahoma Center for Evolutionary Analysis, or OCEAN, at Oklahoma State. Let's start really at the beginning by understanding what is it you actually set out to study? So we were very curious after coming across what seemed to be a stereotype rather prevalent in media that women who have casual sex were seen as having low self-esteem. And we simply wanted to know whether or not people held that stereotype. And how did you define casual sex in the context of this study? So we did that in a few different ways. In a lot of our materials, for example, uh, we talked about people who had casual sex, e.g. one-night stands. In some other materials, we used the more academic definition of high sociosexuality or uncommitted sexual strategy, which um, has a more, of course, technical definition, but pretty straightforward. Um, People who have more sexual partners, um, maybe have even lost count of their sexual partners, don't enter committed relationships with them, that kind of thing. So uh, very straightforward descriptions, certainly nothing colored by any value statements. Focusing on your study, what was the result? If So across studies, we found that women, but not men, who were described as having casual sex were stereotyped as having low self-esteem. Cross studies. So this just wasn't a single investigation. It wasn't a single survey. You actually did a whole spectrum of research under different conditions. We did. Uh, So first, we wanted to explore whether people held this stereotype widely. They did. We explored whether people held it both explicitly and implicitly. So to study the latter, we used a paradigm um, that leveraged the conjunction fallacy. So this is a famous Nobel Prize winning notion that essentially you could ask people, imagine Linda, she's outspoken. She uh, participates in anti-nuclear demonstrations. Uh, She's a philosophy major, things like that. Um, How likely is it that Linda is a bank teller or that Linda is a bank teller and a feminist? And most people will pick answer B, even though mathematically answer B is far less likely to be true. So you could think about um, how likely is it that Ben lives in Michigan or Michigan and Ann Arbor? It's just less likely for those two things to be true than just the one thing to be true. Let me go back and ask a little bit about that. So you had this fallacy Mm -hmm. from past research. How did you apply that to this particular study? It's not about Ann Arbor and (laughs) Michigan. It's about what? So what we did was describe men or women and describe their sexual behavior. 
And our participants answered whether those men or women were more likely to be English majors or English majors with low self-esteem. And what we did was essentially get at people's uh, intuitions or sort of semi-implicit associations between being a man or woman and their sexual behavior and then, of course, their self-esteem. So the the sort of take-home message of that is that people implicitly believe that women, but not men, who have casual sex have low self-esteem. I would have assumed going into this research, and this is my own bias, that you would have found noticeable differences in attitudes toward men and women when it comes to casual sex. Why was this so surprising in the new results? So there are a few things to note. One is that it, in reality, one of the most robust differences between men and women is in their attitudes toward casual or short-term sex. Certainly, men stand to gain a lot more, at least on a biological level, from short-term sex than women do, and women can stand to face a lot of costs. Um, But of course, that's the reality, and we were interested in the stereotype. One of the things, though, that makes this, at least in our minds, especially interesting, is that the stereotype that links women who have casual sex to having low self-esteem is unfounded, by which I mean, in our data, the very same people who reported holding the stereotype didn't report uh, when we measured their sexual behavior, we measured their self-esteem, there were virtually no links. So they hold the stereotype, but it doesn't seem to be based in reality. Wait a minute, but you're actually saying that people were judging their own behavior? So... If they were more likely to have casual sex than, say, the average person, they would still assume that that type of person would have low self-esteem, even though they don't? Exactly true. So um, our participants throughout these studies reported their own sexual behavior, whether or not they engaged in casual sex or the degree to which they engaged engaged in more casual sex. And they reported their self-esteem. We found virtually no links for men or for women. In fact, for men, there was, if anything, a mild, uh, a small negative correlation such that the more casual sex they had, the lower their self-esteem. That could be spurious. But in general, our sort of null findings here, they seem to hold across cultures and work by Dave Schmidt. So it does seem to be the case that there really isn't a link. Or if there is, there's a really complicated, nuanced, and maybe small link between people's actual behavior and their self-esteem. However, again, what we find is that the stereotype is pretty big and pretty robust and not even driven by things like sexism or political orientation or religiosity. It's just large and robust. Did you come to any conclusions as to why they were so entrenched and so robust and why there were such stark differences. It's a huge result. So what might be driving it? That's a fantastic question. And there are a lot of different possibilities. In our data, we have dealt with a few of those. So the first notion that you might have is that people just don't like women who have casual sex. And if that were true, the sort of uh, quote unquote reverse halo effect, if that were true, then People should think that women who have casual sex are lesser or rate them more unfavorably on any outcome variable. We don't find that. Rather, people think that women who have casual sex have low self-esteem, but they don't think that women who have casual sex are less physically attractive. So that argues against the sort of reverse halo effect idea. 
Another possibility might be that, at least in a lot of Western media, there is this link between women who have casual sex and the sort of behavior consistent with feelings of low self-esteem. I mean, the thing is, even if it were a media, the question would be, why is it so consistently shown that way? From our point of view, probably the best answer we've come across so far is the idea that people are still attuned to the sort of ancestral costs and benefits of short-term sex. So over human evolutionary history, men have had more to gain from short-term sex than women have. Women have stood to face greater costs from short-term sex than men did. And it's possible that sort of our stone-aged minds are still thinking that, well, if a woman is engaging in this casual sexual behavior, maybe there is something off, so to speak. So we have this stereotype. Is it damaging? I mean, it seems like it's almost as if it's an internalized thing. And if you don't feel yourself with low self-esteem, it shouldn't impact your life. But if society at large holds this stereotype, it could have meaningful impact in a person's, say, career or relationships or how they're seen socially. So is this stereotype based on media and Stone Age brains a problem in modern society? It absolutely could be, especially to the extent that stereotypes can affect our behavior. Women who are thought or perceived to have low self-esteem are less likely to get asked out on dates, get sought as friends, get hired for jobs, probably uh, also get elected to political office. And this is leveraging research on self-esteem by people like uh, Virgil Ziegler-Hill. So in that work, perceptions of somebody's self-esteem direct how we behave toward that person. And so if we're perceiving these women to have low self-esteem, that's going to direct our behavior toward them, essentially negatively affect their outcomes. There's also the notion that sex can be great, including short-term sex. For some people, it's really beneficial. I mean, imagine just uh, thinking about being in lockdown alone and lacking human touch and contact and sexual gratification with another person. So not all sex and not all casual sex is bad. Casual sex can be fun and useful and even have some maybe mental health benefits for people. So simply telling people not to have it or maybe reifying the stereotype which suggests that women shouldn't have it can curtail women's sexual agency and potentially preclude them from engaging in, in this kind of behavior and reaping the mental health benefits. Assuming they want to engage in that kind of behavior, it's completely up to them. So has this research focused solely on heterosexual relationships? Does this carry true for no matter how the relationship is established? Now that's a great question. So much of our work in social psychology and work inspired by evolutionary psychology has looked at cisgendered heterosexual couples. People like Dan Conroy Beam, Tamsin German, uh, Akilah Williams, and myself are actually starting to look beyond that right now. For this work in particular, again, we focused on cisgendered heterosexual casual sex. What you might expect to see, uh, again, we haven't studied this, so this is, this is just our guess. But what you might expect to see is that people don't necessarily hold the same stereotypes about 
lesbians, for example, who engage in casual sex, or gay men who engage in casual sex. Perhaps they expect that gay men are going to have more sex than straight men. In general, your research focused on cisgendered heterosexual relationships, casual relationships, Mm-hmm. But that may not hold true if you were to expand the study to all types of possible human interactions and casual sex. Absolutely. So we looked at casual sex. We looked at more monogamous sexual behavior. What we didn't do was go beyond cisgender, go beyond heterosexuality. And if we were to break beyond that, we probably would find results that are a bit different. The stereotype is particularly applicable toward cisgendered heterosexual women who are engaging in casual sex with men. What actions, if any, does this research suggest? And that could be, there are questions we have not yet answered, there's new research to look at, or there may be interventions that could blow up this stereotype. I'm not heartened about the interventions. It doesn't mean I don't think we can do them and I don't think we should do them. But in some of our experiments, we found that this stereotype was essentially driven by, in part, by notions that, okay, well, women who are having casual sex, they must just be doing it because they wish they were pursuing longer term relationships or just because they can't enter longer term relationships. It's their strategy of last resort. But when we actually went and tested that, so we manipulated that potential mediator and we told our participants, here's a woman who's having casual sex. She could have monogamous relationships, but she doesn't want to do that. She is enjoying herself and having a great time. And so we, we exposed participants to that. The same thing for women who are having uh, monogamous sex. She is having a great time. We also monogamous sex and she's actually dissatisfied. She wishes that she could be pursuing instead a more casual sexual kind of strategy, but she can't. So we showed uh, participants these descriptions of women who were pursuing casual or monogamous sex, who were described as being dissatisfied or satisfied with their sexual behavior. And so in doing that, again, we, we really challenged these ideas that, okay, well, women are only doing this because they they wish they didn't have to, but they have to, and that's why they must have low self-esteem. What we found is that even when you tell participants that women who have casual sex are doing it because they want to, and they're enjoying themselves, they still stereotype those women as having low self-esteem. And lower self-esteem, even than women who are described as having monogamous sex and not enjoying it, wishing they could instead be having casual sex, which is hugely telling. So even though part of this stereotype is underlain by this assumption that, oh, well, women don't actually want to have casual sex, countering that assumption didn't seem to work. So yeah, not I'm not heartened for interventions. That said, what we can do is, is honor how much we don't know. In the real world, links between sexual behavior and outcomes are very complex. Some people can go into casual sex relationships and it's great. Some people can go into casual sexual relationships and it's not. And yes, on average, when women have casual sex, they're more likely to feel regret, for example. Then I think we just need to be wary about that and honor how much we don't know. Be a little bit humble about how complex the human condition is. 
I have been speaking with Jamie Arona Krems, and she has written a paper that is published in Psychological Science. Thank you for being with me today, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. This podcast is brought to you by the Association for Psychological Science. Learn more about what APS members do and how you can become one at psychologicalscience.org.